similar tastes or disagree. It's the Mess Hall Podcast with Avery and Lena. Yeah, it's... I think life is becoming normalized. We're starting to do stuff that we haven't done before since COVID. We well, ate at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, it tasted like disappointment. Well, that's what I, that's how I described it. I wasn't, you know, it was mall food. It's yeah. not what I wanted to do, but we were hungry and grumpy. And it was there, and then we didn't have to decide on a place. We did, like, but not together, which then we ate at the same place anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get into it. I want to get going. I, so do I. Um, but you know what? I'm going to stop you before we even we get We have going. food cooling as we speak, we but do, go but, ahead. You know, this is the uh, one-year anniversary of you being on the show. So Is it? Congratulations. Um, Since the show got better. Well, some people said it has. So, <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know if this is the official one-year anniversary, but I know I saw my timeline on Facebook where it showed pictures of the chip episode that we did, and that was the first episode that we did together. So, so I've been uh, on for a year. I've been... Enjoyed eight months? No. <laughs> <laughs> which, which eight months? Was it January, March? No, no, they weren't all consecutive. <laughs> it's like I said, I've been, <laughs> we were, I've been in love for 12 years, mar- married for 16. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> Just awesome. kidding. Yeah, so, like you said. He assumes it's to him. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff here. Like you said, we got stuff cooling. Yes. But I'm pretty excited for this. This is the final week of our Edmonton Farmer's Market stuff, so. But oddly enough, we're starting with Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, shall I explain why we're starting with Calgary? (laughs) Because we bought this a long time ago at, no, was it? It was Cochrane. Yeah, it was Cochrane. Yeah, so not that, I bought pierogies in Cochrane, and not even for the podcast, but then they kind of fit in with with what we're doing now, fill out for a nice episode. So I have jalapeno pierogies from Ukrainian Fine Foods, which has been around for over 30 years. I looked up a lot of pierogies. Pierogi, there's different spellings, there's... Varenki, um, they're from Central Europe and basically an unleavened dumpling. So, and there's, of course, the myth that Marco Polo brought them to Central Europe. Like <laughs> Is there everything. anything that he didn't bring to uh, Central Europe? Or, yeah, I mean, or, or Italy. They just, things that, he's credited for things that happened before he was born sometimes. <laughs> so, who knows? There's something to be said. There's a whole legend of this hyacinth, which I didn't know what, what that was besides a flower, which is a high priest and whatever. But anyway, let's go, because we have a comparison. So, we... I think I like them boiled better. He thinks he likes them fried better. Yeah. I made both. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll surprise myself or him. Let's try the just boil one better because that's what I had in my mind. <laughs> because you boil them, then fry them. Or, yeah, then fry them. Then fry them. I just put a little bit of butter on them. We do have forks and stuff, but. Ah, uh, we don't need forks. They're all the way over there. Well, they're cold now, but. <laughs> you guys can't see Buster on the show, but he's right beside the food, ready to steal it at any moment. Yeah, so if we have to go, he's going to take over. <laughs> that was a nice, that was really good. Um, Perfectly thick or perfectly thin, perfect rolled out dough. And I always think jalapenos taste a little bit earthy. I was saying dirty for years, but that's an insult. I'm going with earthy. I just got a jalapeno at the back of the throat there. And was it earthy? Yeah. It was good, though. I, I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. I really liked the fresh jalapeno in there instead of pickled jalapeno. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that people are starting to use fresh jalapeno instead of pickled jalapeno and a lot more stuff. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was it. Just boiled. Delicious. Which I think I like the texture of dough better boiled. Also, I've seen a recipe for lazy pierogies. Have you seen this? So no. it's the filling and just in like a boil, like a pasta shell. Oh, and interesting. So we're giving I'm the fried intrigued. ones a shot now. And I put a little butter on the other ones just in case that like just melted at the end. Mustard's already. <laughs> He's like, butter? Did someone say butter? Did someone say dumpling? <laughs> It's great to have you on the show, bud. <laughs> well, he's like, oh, I'm on the show. He backed up a little. Mm. Maybe we should change the name of the food cam to the Buster Cam. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't think anyone minds. And if they do, there's something wrong with them watching this cute dog. What do you think? I like the crunchiness of, of the fried, the boiled of the dough. Like, And that's I think that's just a personal. I mean, I don't the, dislike it. Oh. The flavor inside. Let's start with what the commonalities were. The flavor inside was awesome. A little bit of cheesiness, the jalapeno, the softness, the fluffiness of the potato was all good. I yeah. liked it. Um, the boiled was good, but I think it's just missing something. And I think that's and why is it the crisp? Fried. Yeah. See, I'm not against them fried. I'm not saying that, but I think I like them boiled better. I find them chewier and just like... And usually I like some I don't know if that's the word. Yeah, like, and that's what surprises me that you like them fried better. Like... If a bread is just a slightly touch underdone, I enjoy that. Like I, yeah. I really enjoy yep. really heavy bread. I, I enjoyed enjoy. like taking fresh bread. Sorry, <laughs> when it's no, a little no, underdone, and smushing it down in like a piece to a little tiny ball, shoving that in my mouth. <laughs> I remember doing that as a child. Did, um, did anyone else? <laughs> but yeah, another thing that I really like is just like overcooked pasta, and you can judge me mm-hmm. all you want. But I like my pasta overcooked. I don't like the uh, crunch in it. And, and when I cooked in restaurants, I took well, my personality out of it. And I'd always cook it as best as I could, like have that little tooth bite into it. But when I cook it at home, overcooked. Because yeah. I like the feel of it. I like that soft. And it took me years. I think I remember cooking for you and being like, oh, sorry, I overcooked the pasta. And you being like, I like it that way. And I thought <laughs> you were just being nice. But I should have known better. You like it better that way. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised I like the pierogies better fried. Yeah. You know what it was missing, though? was a nice... Uh, sour cream. Sour cream. And some onions, fried onions. Sausage um, on the side. <laughs> <laughs> it was missing a meal. Yeah. But I think onions would go well with it because of that nice yeah, filling always. of the jalapeno inside. Yeah. But. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by... The Shared Mike. Can you remember the last time you spoke to someone from a totally different generation who wasn't a member of your family? There's so much we can learn from listening to people both younger and older than ourselves. The Shared Mike. Conversations for the Ages. The Shared Mike. Conversations for the Ages is a unique interview format intergenerational podcast by age-friendly Edmonton. Bringing together Edmontonians of different ages, backgrounds, to discuss topics that matter to them. Season 2 launches October 5th and features conversations about cultivating friendships, building careers, exploring virtual theater, volunteerism, and much more. Find The Shared Mic on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Shared Mic is brought to you by the Edmonton Seniors Coordinating Council and the City of Edmonton. So now the next thing I've never had or heard of, and I'm... Might be butchering how to say this uh, word, parishki. If anyone else knows, I looked it up too, and I forget. I think <laughs> I, I forgot to save 
<laughs> the card from this place. But it's two babas and a stove, and they've been around in Edmonton since 2000. So I forgot to save the thing that had, like, I, I had the ingredients, and it's dill and cottage cheese. But the name, I think, Parishki, which is a yeast dough. And it's, I couldn't, I didn't know if I should have baked it boiled it and baked it i just baked it so there are a ye- so unlike the pierogies which is an unleavened dough this is a yeast dough so i know dill cottage cheese aren't avery's uh his favorite but i'm really excited it came with a sauce too which we should have got but it wouldn't have been good by now because we had these in the <laughs> freezer for a couple of weeks now we also they might have we might get sick after today because we traveled from Edmonton and forgot <laughs> to put these ones in the cooler. So, Or we could just be getting sick from Edmonton. Well, everyone blames COVID. <laughs> hmm, I've seen some pictures of meat-filled ones. Mm, that dough is so sweet. It's just like a perfect homemade bun, like a yeah. Like a grandmother, a baba. Well, I never call my grandma that, not being Russian You're or right. Ukrainian. You're right. It does have but... this little sweetness to it. The dill is there. You said it was cottage cheese? Mm-hmm. It feels like there's something else in there to bind it together. Mm. But I don't know. It was... Oh, I think there might be potato in this as well. Yeah, because <laughs> it has. it doesn't have that cottage cheese and this grossness to it that I mm-hmm. hate. <laughs> I don't like the ca- texture of cottage cheese. I'm a very texturized no. person when I eat shrimp, mushrooms. I don't like those textures, and I don't like the texture of cottage cheese. I like it all. But like that potato in there, my, there, there must have to be something in there to take away that. I feel meat would be good, and it almost reminds me, I might be saying this wrong, and I think it's a Syrian Lebanese thing, flataya, which we used to get in Cape Breton. And I'm sure anyone from Cape Breton, it may be Fataya. Maybe there's not an L in there. It's been a couple of years since I had them, but I had some really good ones of those back home. So I don't know if you've ever heard of those or no. had them. There's a big Lebanese-Syrian community in Cape Breton. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I want to say Fall on Your Knees by Anne-Marie McDonald explored that, but... That's been like 20 years since I read that book. I feel like I'm getting her name and mixed up and even the name. But I feel like... I feel like more bread. (laughs) I was going to say I felt like that should have been meat. Like the potato in there was too much, but the potato in a pierogi isn't too much. Yeah. But maybe if we boiled it first... Maybe I should have boiled it and then baked it. I don't know. If anyone knows, let us know. But I don't mean that as a bad thing, but I'm just saying Edmonton won if we're going to. I mean, it, Calgary won if we're going to do it that way. No. Um. Oh, yeah, you were right. I know what you were getting at saying you wanted more bread. <laughs> you knew what was coming up. <laughs> We have sesame zatar flatbread. Now, I, from the uh, the Happy Camel, which has been in Edmonton since 1998, from Gerald and Sarah Lawson's home. And they sell a farmer's market since then. Yeah. Um, they had a <laughs> couple different things. And it looked really good. A lot good, of so. pita flatbread. Yeah. So I looked up zatar, which is a... An, a herb or a spice mixture. It seems to just be thyme, or it's a spice mixture mixture that has sesame seeds, sumac, and salt. Middle Eastern. I've never really had it, but this one had the zatar spice mix as opposed to thyme. Yeah, and sometimes actually it's a condiment that's made with oregano, marjoram, toasted sesame seed. And I did learn that the oil from thyme is called thymol, which is in listerine. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know there was a oil made from thyme. So yeah. I've heard of thyme extract. Uh, yeah. So. I guess if I was to make thyme oil, I'd, 
infuse time with oil, like just cooking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So. As opposed to milking it. Yeah. So, yeah. I already had my piece because <laughs> I wanted it right away. And we I put this in the like, freezer. I thought it had, it was really good. Like, mm-hmm. even though we did freeze it, it still had the freshness to it. Mm-hmm. It was really soft. Had this nice little chewiness to it, but not too mm-hmm. chewy. And I thought it tasted like almost like summer savory almost. It had this savory type herb flavor to it, which was nice. Yeah, and mm. some of them have like oregano, marjoram. Maybe there is. I think everyone has their own kind of recipe. This one just said zatar spice. So yeah, yeah I think every, so it wouldn't, it doesn't seem like a stretch that someone would put some or savory in theirs. But I feel like, I mean, they're, it's not because it's dry, but I feel like I want to dip it in a flavored oil. Like specifically yeah. more than even hummus or something. And now when I dip my bread, I don't always use vinegar and oil. I just use the balsamic vinegar. But I feel like I, this would be really good in a nice olive oil. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think it is definitely made for dipping. Like, mm-hmm. I think it needs something stronger than just hummus. Like, I'm a big butter chicken fan. I can't make butter chicken for the life of me, though. But I think it would be really good for butter chicken. Butter chicken is one of those things that has eluded me with making it good throughout my whole career. I've learned that I could just buy the sauce in a can, and it's almost the same as me making it. (laughs) But I think it's when we first moved to Calgary, and Mm -hmm. we went out with somebody that you work with, Glenn, and we had really good East Indian food. And I think that raised the bar so much for me that anything after that is just not as good. I don't even, yeah, oh yeah, we had butter chicken then. I think anytime, I've actually learned not to make good butter chicken, but to make good healthy butter chicken. So with chicken breast and like some Greek yogurt. So, but I wouldn't compare that to good butter chicken. It's just a good healthy dish. (laughs) I know there shouldn't be a difference between healthy and good, but in this case, yeah. So I wonder what it would be like dipped, say, in salsa. Like a pineapple-y type salsa? Yeah, that might be good. (laughs) Specifically from... The El Gringo, El, El Gringo Food com- Company out of Edmonton. Because we have a pineapple salsa. And basically, I'm just going to, they just decide to make their own salsas. And their kind of catchphrase is, no boring salsa here. So I looked up salsa. The first salsa company to like to make salsa as a company and sell it canned or like jarred was Pace back in 1947 huh. in Texas. Paris, Texas. May is National Salsa Month. Obviously. And between 1988 and 1992, the increase of households buying salsa increased from 16% to 36%. There was just a big spike. Again, we might get sick because we opened this and I didn't realize it was open and I took it out of the fridge (laughs) and left it out of the fridge for a week before I realized that it had been open. (laughs) Russell opened it. He was obsessed with it. It does not look boring. It, like big chunks of it stuff. It doesn't look there. like I'm going to get anything from it, am I? And that's not the company's fault. Mm. <laughs> I didn't expect the salsa, the pineapple, like to be so chunky. Like, yeah, that's what Or I mean. prominent. Yeah. It's so juicy, too. Like, there's just so many big chunks. And- I got like a little chili or something. <laughs> 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 I'm double but dipping. Yeah. I don't care. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I want red nachos with that. Like specifically <laughs> red. Red. They taste the same, <laughs> I think. But the red would look really nice. Or even the big blue ones. Artisanal tortilla chips. So yeah. Oh, I'm getting full. There was a lot of carbs right at the beginning there. I feel like I need a drink. <laughs> or four. Or four, yeah. Or four, a drink or four. So this is from, it took me a little while because it says... Um, Tumblr and Rocks, and I thought that was the company, and it took me a while to find the information, but it's actually the the Fort Distillery out of Fort McLeod. 
Fort Saskatchewan, sorry, okay. which is right outside of Edmonton. Uh, yeah. Nice um, city, like nice little town. Yeah, we stayed there yeah. before when we went to Edmonton, but stayed there. So they make single-serve, ready-to-pour craft cocktails. And we couldn't decide and look at how cute these bottles were. So we got all four. I think there was just a four type. And we got all four. Yeah, yeah. I think there was only the four, too. So, so we're going to start with Cosmos. Now, <laughs> recipes for Cosmos have been around since 1934, but it didn't have a name. And then there's so many stories. I invented, this person invented, blah, blah, blah. But basically, um, there's one story that says a bartender made it and said, while drinking it, oh, how cosmopolitan. People from New York say they made it or originated in San Francisco. Um, yeah. One story is that she, this bartender made it because she wanted because people wanted to be seen with a martini glass and thought that was cool. So, But not everyone liked martinis, so Cosmo was made from that. And then the cranberry juice made it pretty. That's kind of... I mean, I heard a Cosmopolitan, I always think of Sex in the City. Nope. Yes, that's Sex in the City. I was thinking I was wrong, but yeah. there's. I also came across a recipe for a, a Constopolitan, which is made with prune juice instead of cranberry. Oh. And I also watched a bit of a hilarious clip with Seth Meyers and Ina Garden day drinking, and they had Cosmos. <laughs> and Nothing if anybody like is wondering, um, when I had the shot glass up to the camera, yes, that is a Mess All podcast shot glass. Why do I only have this little bit and you have that amount? Someone someone thinks I drink too much, but doesn't want to I'm say tr- it. I'm trying to pace yourself. <laughs> Oh, that's strong. I've had Cosmos, and I don't remember them being that strong. But I think it's probably good. Then I wouldn't just down it like I, I think did. it just needs a little bit of ice. They did. It specifically says to pour over ice, and we, yeah. I, I, we then need a bigger glass and pour more and get the ice because, <laughs> or we should have made tiny little ice cubes. But I feel like I wanted a little more cranberry. Okay. Not because of the strength, like not because of the alcohol. I just can't taste the cranberry. Or maybe the ones I had had extra cranberry juice, and that's what, what I'm used to. What about just like to. a frozen cranberry in there? Ooh, at Christmas time. <laughs> By Christmas, I mean September 14th. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that we didn't... Uh, I don't like to make cocktails because it's... I'm lazy. I usually just open a beer, open a bottle of wine, maybe a cider, because I'm too lazy to make cocktails. And then you have to pour and measure, and I just, I don't drink. Yeah. But when I go out, I'll often buy a cocktail. Yeah. I, I agree. Sometimes it's just a hassle. I know, especially you make the first one, you make the second one, then the <laughs> third one, then the fourth one, you get starting to get sloppy <laughs> in the kitchen, and it starts to make a mess, and... By the seventh or eighth one, there's crap everywhere. And I don't know if anyone's ever had my strawberry margaritas that is watching. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Maureen. So frozen strawberries, and they start out, I like them strong. Or did. I remember. And they get stronger and stronger. By Sometimes by the time guests there, they can't even drink them. And then they get stronger. And you wake up with a sticky pink kitchen. And especially if, say, you drink the night before your birthday, and that's how your birthday is. I remember going to your birthday party <laughs> in Halifax before we started dating. I think you it must have been, what, your 35th birthday or something? <laughs> I think and, I was 22. And, yeah. No, you must have been older than 22. Wasn't maybe twenty? I was thinking, or was a younger twenty-seven? We'll, we'll meet in the middle, twenty-seven. Um, but yeah, I remember you having <laughs> strawberry margaritas there, and your kitchen was all red. <laughs> 
Actually, it's happened more than once. I remember that <laughs> happened when we lived in North Street. Not or do we live in North Street? Oh, I remember grasshoppers. Oh, we have some <laughs> bad ones, but we don't have any um, margaritas or grasshoppers. The next thing we have, we have are daiquiris, which I've never made. I've, I think I've had some. Apparently. I think we talked about daiquiris before, made in Cuba. Sometimes I just, some of the origin stories and there's no clear clear thing, I just get tired of saying this is what everyone fights about. But the apparently they gained popularity after World War II when whiskey and vodka were rationed during the war. So rum became more, like rum was more available. So daiquiris became popular. I don't know. This got me down some weird rabbit hole, but I found that the strongest daiquiri is from the Cajun Daiquiri and Cafe, and it's called Sex in a Jeep. <laughs> and it has, it has all four flavors of sex on the beach, strawberry, jungle juice, and Cajun adjustment. Jungle juice. But Sex in a Jeep, that's the specific name. Well, I'm going back to look at the Cosmopolitan here. And right on the back. Well, oh, I, it says homemade raspberry syrup, yeah. doesn't it? Not cranberry. Fresh raspberries and craft You're vodka right. add a whole new level of flavor to the effortless, delicious Cosmopolitan. Shake, pour over ice. Because mm. I was looking at this. Enjoy a taste of the Caribbean with our Alberta distilled cane spirit. Ooh, I like cane spirit. Cane spirit. Because listen to the Romero rum episode a couple months back or last month, and they talk, I talk about the difference between cane spirit and rum. I wonder if they got the cane spirit from somewhere in Calgary. That'd be interesting. I should find out. Because if these guys are making they might rum have... too, I'd love to try it. Yeah. Now, when you say cane spirit, what I think is the Muppets Christmas Carol where Michael Payne <laughs> played like, I mean like Scrooge, but I just picked, I think he played Scrooge, or was he one of the spirits? But I just have this image of him. Oh. This is really good. That, uh. I was expecting to like the Cosmo the best, but no offense to the Cosmo, but this is nice. This is summer. Oh, yeah. That's it's very limey. It is, but really good. In a good, good way. I, get, I think not ice, crushed ice. I. That's what I picture. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Oh, I don't think that bottle's going to last for the night. Thank God. Well, it's only a single. <laughs> it's only a single serve, so yeah. So the next thing we have is an old fashioned, which I think I've had, but I'm not sure. Um, often old fashions are made with whiskey, but some are made with gin, and this one's made with gin, if I'm remembering correctly. So it's whiskey or gin, sugar and bitters, and water. The actual yeah. So the actual definition of cocktail is spirits, sugar, water, and bitter. So basically, an old fashioned is. Our nod to the classic old fashioned using Alberta gin and Canadian maple syrup. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Oh, and I did say the definition of cocktail, which was spirit, sugar, water, and bitters, dates back to uh, a newspaper saying that May eighteen oh six. I've lost my voice now. <laughs> feel like a good old fashioned. I'll make that feel like Don Draper, who that was his drink. Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I never watched Mad Men, but Mad I do like uh, John Hamm. I think he's awesome. Yeah, he's hilarious. But too. I don't know if you would like Mad Men. I don't think it's your thing, but I really enjoyed it. It almost tastes like cinnamony. I guess I've never really had Angostura bitter. Do they taste like cinnamon? Anyone? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. It, I personally like the daiquiri better, but yeah, it was good. It, I wouldn't turn that away or anything yeah so the next one i think you might not like just because it has coffee in it um do you want to pass me the bottle please it's a shaft so um invented in alberta the shaft combines our two favorite things 
booze and coffee, sweetened with Alberta honey. Now, apparently, Mark Smith of The Living Room, people say in Calgary that he invented it. But people were like, oh, it was already popular before that in Victoria. And we'll see. I do like The Living Room. I've only eaten there once. And I had like Zuvida short ribs. They were delicious. I am... I think I had a staff Christmas party there. I'm a little bit pleased. I don't know if, like, <laughs> it's going to be coffee. Will that affect me this late? Probably not. Oh, that smells like a cold brew. Oh, this is just tastes like coffee. It smells almost like Kahlua. Well, Kahlua is a coffee liqueur, so. Maybe okay. I'll make, maybe I'll make a white Russian afterwards. Yeah, but it just, the bad thing about it is it just tastes like coffee as opposed to alcohol. Yeah. And I could see me downing one of these first thing in the morning. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, she. <laughs> Second thing in the morning after my actual coffee. <laughs> Mix this in with your coffee. A little bit of cream. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. I think I picture that you would want to mix some milk into it, like a white Russian. Yeah. You like, but it's very coffee, and that's not a bad thing. It's nice and sweet, though. It's not too bitter. Yeah, um, I appreciate it, but I'm not a big coffee fan, so yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. But. If that's what they were going for, they hit it. Just that coffee flavor. I think they were. I think. Yeah. Had a nice little sweetness to it as well. Like local honey. Yeah. I could taste the. I wonder when they say local honey, I wonder if it's. Is it canola? (laughs) No, I wonder which honey they used in it. Yeah. Like clover. Yeah. yeah. I just wondered if bees, if you can get canola honey. There's a lot of canola. So they're like yellow flowers, but I don't know. Bees and honey. I'm going to, to all my beekeeper friends. (laughs) Actually, I do know someone who keeps bees, but I have that question. Or if anyone knows. Let us know. And you get canola honey. (laughs) This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation. Whether it's fun date, Whether it's funding anti-racism programs, addiction recovery, or food hampers for the hungry, for 65 years, the Calgary Foundation has proudly supported the charitable community to address some of Calgary's biggest challenges. Now, during this period of unprecedented urgent needs, Calgary Foundation renewed its commitment to building a healthy, vibrant, giving, caring, and resilient community. If you're a registered charity looking for a grant, a professional advisor creating a giving plan for your client, or a donor wanting to give back to the community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about their work through Calgary Foundation's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So everything was good. It started out heavy. Yeah, it did. It did. But heavy good. Like uh, I feel like we needed a suite to kind of like pull this whole like, not charcuterie board, but this whole little sample or yeah. sampler session together. Just like but, um, a dessert pierogi. Which exists. Like an apple pie or a blueberry. Maybe that's what I'll make this week. I got a whole bunch of blueberries, so... I'll make blueberry pierogies. There you go. And I won't be against that. <laughs> um, now, will we boil them or fry them? I think um, fried with a little bit of reduced cream in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be stuffed and already thinking about overeating something later in the week. <laughs> That's always good. So what did you think? What was... I I thought the salsa was good. Mm-hmm. The pierogies were good. I wasn't a big fan of the... Just because I don't like dill. Yeah. But yeah, that, I knew it that was... dough in it was really sweet, and I like that. 
I think we'll just have to try another type. Even yeah. the same company? It, it wasn't a dig on the company? It was... I think if we tried the same company, what they would make would be amazing. Yes. Because like like I said, the filling was nice if that's what you're going for. Yeah. But I just, that, that's a personal taste on my part. So, same as the shaft. I wasn't a big fan of the shaft. But I said right. I, I really appreciate what they did because if they're going for that sweet coffee flavor, they hit it. Yeah. yeah. But that daiquiri, daiquiri, that was good. Like, I'm looking forward to having some more of that. You're not allowed to have it. You can have <laughs> not some allowed. of the other ones. <laughs> not allowed. Really? What are you going to do? What are you, how are you going to stop me? Well, I'm going to put it over here <laughs> and keep it <laughs> And I'm going to sit here and not fit. Yeah. Yeah. See, the shaft was one of my favorite things. I liked it more than the daiquiri because, not because, I don't think that's right, just... But I thought that sauce was good too. They had a whole bunch of different. They didn't have a whole bunch. Yeah, they had. But I think a, they had like three or four. Did they have a peach one? I think maybe a peach like habanero. Maybe a chipotle something. A salsa yeah, verde. They all maybe? look good. But I, I feel like we need a drink. I wish this was now two weeks ago. Drink on the patio, well, a balcony yeah. with some nachos and some salsa. Yeah. Would have been a good afternoon. I, I think those with like a very plain. Nacho, maybe just like nacho chips and cheese with that salsa. Oh, no, I just thought plain and dip it yeah. in. Uh, well, I, I have this thing where I like salsa, especially out of the cupboard. Like bef- like you open <laughs> it, you have to refrigerate it once open, but so it's room temperature that first time you eat it. And yeah. that's how I like salsa the best. And then you refrigerate it and then it often will sit in the fridge a little longer. I just like it. And you can't recreate that. You can't just let it come to room temperature or heat it. It has to be right from that jar. Although I yeah. do really, I buy some refrigerated ones too that I really like. But the shaft was my favorite thing. That I think second by the pierogies with the jalapeno. Yeah, cheddar. those were good too. Yeah, everything was good. That flatbread was good. Yeah, but yeah, everything. I can't. I I'm spent. <laughs> I'm in a curb high. Yeah. Well, I was on a high. I'm now like on a low. I don't know. I'm, I've lost my energy. Buster's wondering what he can have. He's like, that's <laughs> too much alcohol. I can't have any of that. He's pretty disappointed. We didn't leave the room enough for him to steal anything. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it didn't disappoint. Yeah. The farmer's market have definitely given us some interesting ingredients. Some we still have in our cupboard and have in hand, yeah. like on hand. Um, like we still have some of our hot, hot Hot sauces. Well, yeah, we have that like green that sauce. Yeah, we have the, the shallots. We have the dehydrated chili garlic. But that, um, those are going away quick. Those were really good. Those, yeah. I don't it's because I don't leave the, it on the counter or they'd be gone. Yeah. I think they may have been the find of the summer. Yep. Yeah, they might. They at least really the most good. versatile thing. Yeah, yeah. But we had so many good things. Um, that vegan cheese sauce comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, that peach moonshine. Yeah, I know you had a glass of it during the week, just on ice, which looked very tempting. Yeah. These drinks were really they, good. Yeah. There were so many good things. I don't know if we had, like, a bad thing. No. Like, personal no. Fi- personal fa- uh, flavors. Flavors? Oh, flavors. <laughs> no, but Our favorite like, flavors. But some personal things that I don't like, Coffee. but they still weren't bad items. No, no. But is what we, I'm we'll trying try to say. It. Just yeah. because I don't like them doesn't mean they were bad. Yeah, you don't like coffee. Why would you like a coffee? Yeah, but it was still But good. I talked him into it. Wait, they had four cute little bottles. I'm like, we're getting all four cute yeah. little bottles, and I like coffee. So, yeah. But everything was good. I think we had a lot of good stuff this summer. And 
There's a lot of good Albertan food out there and a lot of good independent producers. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you get out. I know farmer's markets are almost done for the year, but Christmas markets are coming up. So if you can get to those, get some good homemade stuff. And depending where you live, there are, like, there are year-round ones. We have some year-round, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think I do think we might try to get out though. It's still not the end of farmer season, <laughs> farmers market season. Apples are out, coronation grapes should be out soon. Yeah. Um pumpkin spice. I, yeah, I just made well not necessarily a farmers markets. I um I just made some raisins when I'm hoping it hoping to get some coronation grapes and make yeah. some raisins out of those. I so. know we have a pop tarts episode coming up. I think yeah. that's going to be a ton of fun. I really like the variety that we have. We got mm-hmm. five. We'll see. You'll see. It's a surprise yeah. for you guys. I'm just going to say we got some pretty awesome Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. That I'd never heard of. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Some exciting stuff coming out of the pipeline. And yeah, we're coming up to episode 150. So I don't know if we're going to try to do something spectacular with that or not. Um, it'd be awesome to get a super awesome guest, but... With COVID, it's going to be kind of hard. We'll have you on again, Kevin, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin might make a reappearance. I know we've already talked to him about one thing, so it'd be awesome to have him back on. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll hopefully get some returning guests that we've had in the past. So that's easy to social distance with. And... As our comfort level grows in our yeah. bubble. Or no, as I think social distance just becomes... And way it is you yeah. just everyone knows to just stay back from each other and you can talk and I, like and that's what we do it's been naturally naturally easy so i think that i think after all those problems with internet i think we're done i have yeah. some drinking to do yeah so do i so see you all <laughs> next week thanks for tuning in bye guys